0: Ezra chapter 1. Ezra and Nehemiah are two books that are kind of considered to be written by the same chronicler or historian or scribe, whatever you want to call him. But in the first book called Ezra, it has more of a focus from the prophet Ezra's perspective, and in the second book Nehemiah, it has a focus more from Nehemiah's perspective. Nehemiah seems to be like the sequel to Ezra, where the story just continues. And in the book of Ezra, we're covering the history of when the Jews were held captive in Persia, first in Babylon, and then they went to Persia. The Jews were not living in Israel. God let the pagans take over the land of Israel because of the sins of the Jews. And they were exiled for 70 years, as we read at the end of Second Chronicles, for their sins. Because for 70 Sabbaths, they had not let the land rest in addition to all of their other sins. So God said, okay, I'm going to let the land rest for 70 years in succession to cover all of those Sabbaths that you didn't let your land rest. For 70 times 7 years, they were not letting their land rest, which equals... 490 years the Jews had been sinning, which is pretty much the whole time that they were in Israel, once Moses brought them there. And they were sinning off and on. Sometimes they worshipped God, sometimes they worshipped the pagan gods. Remember Jesus told Peter to forgive your neighbor 70 times 7. That means to forgive them for their whole life, but it is a spiritual principle. It's about the fact that God just kept forgiving the Israelites over and over and over. Every time they repented, he forgave them for 490 years. But at this point, he has chosen to let them be taken captive. Now we have Ezra, and we're going to find out what happens with King Cyrus of Persia, who was a pagan, but God used him, and he honored the Lord. He actually believed in the one true God, although he probably also sacrificed to pagan gods at some point, but he came to believe in the one true God. He is the one who allowed the Jews to go back to Jerusalem and build their temple. And that is what we are going to read about. Verse 1 Now in the first year of Cyrus, King of Persia, that the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah might be accomplished, the Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, King of Persia, that he made a proclamation throughout all his kingdom, and put it also in writing, saying, To Thus saith Cyrus, King of Persia, All the kingdoms of the earth hath the Lord, the God of heaven, given me, and he hath charged me to build him a house in Jerusalem, which is in Judah. King Cyrus is honoring the Lord for putting him in the place that he was in. At this point, the Persian Empire had basically conquered the world as it was back then. Before that it was the Babylonians who had conquered the world, then the Persians, and then later it would be the Greeks, and then the Romans, and we'll read about them later when we get further into the Bible. But at this time it's the second empire that had pretty much conquered the whole world. But King Cyrus knew that he was king of Persia because of the Lord, and he is making a proclamation that he's going to allow the Jews to go back to Jerusalem. It mentioned the prophet Jeremiah's prophecy that the people would be able to come back to Jerusalem, because he had prophesied that when he was alive. I don't think he would still be alive at this time, because he was alive when Zedekiah was king, who was the last king of Judah. And that would have been 70 years before Cyrus allowed the Jews to go back. Three, whosoever there is among you of all his people, his God be with him. Let him go up to Jerusalem, which is in Judah, and build the house of the Lord, the God of Israel. He is the God who is in Jerusalem. Four, and whosoever is left in any place where he sojourneth, let the men of his place help him with silver and with gold and with goods and with beasts, beside the free will offering for the house of God, which is in Jerusalem. Cyrus is doing this three things. Not only is he saying that the Jews can go back to Jerusalem, whoever wants to, he's also saying that they have the right to rebuild their temple. Remember, the Babylonians had destroyed Solomon's temple, and now Cyrus is saying that they can rebuild the second temple. And third, he is also saying that to whatever Jews want to go back to Jerusalem, their neighbors should give them silver, gold, animals, supplies to make the journey, and to have something to take care of themselves when they get there. So it's kind of like when the Jews left Egypt, and God had the Egyptians give the Jews silver, gold, and clothing, and everything, and they plundered Egypt when they left. Well Cyrus is doing the same thing. He's saying, go ahead and have your neighbors supply all of your needs. 5. Then rose up the heads of fathers' houses of Judah and Benjamin and the priests and the Levites, even all whose spirit God had stirred up, to go to build the house of the Lord, which is in Jerusalem. Once the Israelites heard this proclamation from King Cyrus, those who were moved by the Holy Spirit took up the offer and said, Yep, I'm going to go. 6. And all they that were round about them strengthened their hands with vessels of silver, with gold, with goods, and with beasts, and with precious things, beside all that was willingly offered. Just as Cyrus had proclaimed, the neighbors obeyed King Cyrus and said, Okay, if you're going, then I guess we all have to give you some provisions. So they gave those Israelites silver, gold, possessions, animals, and precious things, which means they probably gave them jewels and all kinds of stuff, maybe even furniture, who knows what all they gave them, maybe even clothing as well. 7 Also Cyrus the king brought forth the vessels of the house of the Lord, which Nebuchadnezzar had brought forth out of Jerusalem, and had put them in the house of his gods. Now we are going to read about this later in the book of Daniel, but King Nebuchadnezzar had stolen Or plundered the golden vessels that were in the temple. And a later king, after Nebuchadnezzar, it was either his son or his grandson who became king later, actually drank out of those golden vessels during a party. And that was when God's handwriting was on the wall and he cursed that king. And that was bringing about the fall of Babylon. And now that the king of Persia has those vessels, he is now returning them to the house of the Lord, to the temple. 8. Even those did Cyrus, king of Persia, bring forth by the hand of Mithradath, the treasurer, and numbered them unto Sheshbazar, the prince of Judah. The treasurer of Judah is involved, and also the prince of Judah. The prince of Judah would be the top ruler in Judah, because each tribe had its own prince. After King Zedekiah, there was no more any king in Judah for the rest of history until King Jesus came, and he is the spiritual king. 9. And this is the number of them. So this is the number of all of the vessels that were returned to the temple by King Cyrus after the Babylonian kings had taken them. 30 basins of gold, a 1,000 basins of silver, 9 and 20 knives, 10, 30 bowls of gold, silver bowls of a second sort, 410 and other vessels 1,000. 11. All the vessels of gold and of silver were 5,500. All these did Shesh Bazar bring up when they of the captivity were brought up from Babylon unto Jerusalem. So in total it was 5,500 vessels that were brought back to Jerusalem for the new Temple under the direction of King Cyrus of Persia. And that concludes Ezra chapter 1.